suicide game just yesterday It's made all that I learned The emptiness of life examined Hello out there and welcome to another episode of Things I Learned While Learning Other Things. This is an attempt by me, Joe Morahan, and my brother J.S. to provide you with a series of informative, instructive, educational, and perhaps, and we hope, enjoyable stories that will help you navigate through those high seas of life. Today we focus on one of the few miracles of World War II the evacuation of Dunkirk. The evacuation of the British Expeditionary Force, the BEF, which returned to England, not in victory, though wrapped in glory. And it was in reality one of the true miracles of the Second World War. It was a du ek machina moment, if ever one existed expertly managed over an improbably generous nine-day period led by the Royal Navy and supported by the RAF whose heroic efforts were unknown at the time to an embittered BEF who wondered what was the RAF doing at this moment when they were needed? Where were they? The evacuation successfully returned to England 338,000 troops, 125,000 of which were French or Belgian forces. This was an incredible uh, outcome given that Prime Minister Winston Churchill himself in office only three weeks, his senior ministers and the war cabinet itself hoped that they might be able to return 35,000 men to fight another day. Left behind on those beaches of Dunkirk were 2,500 guns and more than 60,000 motorized vehicles all destroyed Uh, in hopes of denying them use of the nearby German forces which were closing in on those beaches at Dunkirk. Knowing that it was easier to equip um, an army than to build a new one, Churchill knew that Britain would be unable to defend its shores against heavily equipped German invaders with you know, a ragtag militia fighting only with kitchen knives, hoes, axes, hammers, pistols, and rifles, you know, that were of World War I vintage and, and other improvised weapons. BEF survival provided England with its only chance of survival against Nazi Germany. Yet for days, Churchill didn't and couldn't comprehend the existential risk the BEF confronted in France and in southern Belgium, and he wouldn't countenance retreat. He was not a retreat kind of guy. You know, no less order the the evacuation of the BEF from France. Churchill considered defensive actions, withdrawals, retreats, you know, repulsive, personally repulsive, and contrary to his constitutional makeup. As Minister of Defense, he had he had attempted to take the fight 
to the enemy. That was the nature of Winston Churchill. And as PM, as prime minister, he bore a responsibility to provide support in the form of military aid to a beleaguered ally, France, to whom England was tied by defense treaty. Go your own way was not really an option, at least as far as as Winston Churchill was concerned. France was in the vortex at that very moment, you know, in a death spiral to withdraw the BEF at the very moment the French most needed help would be to, in Churchill's opinion, to renege on England's commitment to its most important ally at this moment, invoking a bitterness between France and Germany Uh, pardon me, France and England, that's likely to last for generations. And which, in fact, and it remains so even today. Still, orders for commencement of Operation Dynamo, which was the evacuation effort, he had to give them. He had to give such order. And a hastily drawn plan to remove from Dunkirk uh, the, the beaches, as many troops as possible over what appeared to be an extraordinarily tight window of opportunity that would be slammed shut at any moment by rapidly advancing, literally unstoppable German panzer divisions supported by mobile infantry, infantry forces which were mounting, was put into effect. At, at most optimistic, Churchill and his chiefs hoped to evacuate as mentioned, maybe 35 to 45,000 men at most. A reminder that either they die fighting, await evacuation, or that they be taken as POWs if they were not successfully evacuated. To such faiths, you know, the, the, the British forces um, seem condemned, they were doomed. How, how this came about, that there was the potential to evacuate the BEF, um, commenced with Hitler's decision to invade the low countries of Belgium, Holland, and Luxembourg on May 10th, 1940. Eschewing, avoiding the France, French Maginot Line, you know, defensive fortifications built by the French after World War I, believing such construction provided protection against invasion by the historic enemy that was Germany. I mean, think about this. It's a static defense and technology and strategy changed, but the French had not. Hitler simply, he, he ordered his troops to circumvent the fortifica- fortifications and attacking in the manner that he had displayed in crushing Poland nine months previously. German paratroopers landed in the Netherlands before the Dutch put into play their their primary defense, which was a strategic opening of floodgates designed to swamp their lands in front of German invaders and behind which they'd organize their fighting. But German advances um, you know, the advanced troops occupied bridges and roadways over which Nazi motorized and armored troops, uh, you know, just raced forward. In addition, the Luftwaffe just 
bombed the hell out of, out of uh, civilians in Rotterdam, and the Dutch soon knew um, that with their principal defense um, and, you know, unable to protect them against the Nazi invaders, there was little more um, that they could do. Still, I mean, the, the Luftwaffe smoted Rotterdam from the air, just as they had blasted Warsaw. And much of Rotterdam was obliterated in needless fashion in less than five days. And rightfully fearing its other cities faced annihilation in, in a similarly hellish fashion, um, Holland readily capitulated. There was nothing more they could do. And more Dutch citizens, I might add, were killed by bombings than soldiers during the fighting. Dutch suffering was, however, just beginning under Nazi rule. For five years, the Nazis imposed um, ever-increasing levels of brutality upon Dutch citizenry. And Queen uh, Wilhelmina rushed in exile to England avoiding captivity in Germany, and, and by doing so, deprived uh, Hitler and Goebbels, you know, the circus-like degradation of the Dutch people that they would experience if Hitler and Goebbels and Goering were able to put the queen on display in a cage in Berlin. The, you know, the, the German invasion of neutral Belgium proved um, declarations of neutrality in the face of tyrants yield zero benefits, or at least benefits asymptotic to zero, none effectively. And as Churchill had warned, you know, cowardly neutrality declarations by, by Belgians, by Swedes, by the Norwegians in the face of Nazi menace served only to appease the crocodile in hopes that they might be eaten last. Neutrality declarations meant nothing to Adolf Hitler. And within, within days of the fighting, Belgian, the Belgian fortress, which they thought was invincible at Ibn Imal, they thought that it was impenetrable. Yeah, the Belgians might have considered the fortress impenetrable. And even the Germans accepted that it was far more fortified than anything they had constructed on their defensive Siegfried line or the French had built on their Maginot line with, you know, massive fortifications, concrete and steel, underground galleries. Um, it, you know, it fell. Its strategic location was at the confluence of the Meuse River and the Albert Canal. And it was the centerpiece of Belgian defense system, but it made it a target of, of German exertion, German planning. And so important was this fortress that in a typical, you know, just a typical demonstration of the degree to which, you know, Germans studied and mastered and overcame problems. The Germans constructed a model of the fortress in Czechoslovakia and increasingly fine-tuned its plans for the fortress's capture. Eighty German paratroopers, led by Otto Skorenzi, you know, they landed in a well-rehearsed objective um, 
on and 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 with gliders landed upon the fortress roof and 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 were within its walls and in less than 30 hours relying on grenades flamethrowers and new type of handheld explosives and 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 machine guns those 80 germans took 1200 for, uh, belgian forces defending the fort they took them as pow's you know, news of the fall of the fortress was met with shocking, just shocking disbelief by Belgians, as well as all the other allies, willing now to admit, uh-oh, neutrality claims had been ill-considered in that Adolf Hitler did not care about neutrality. Neutrality assured Allied forces would be unable to take up positions abridging the 200-mile gap from the Maginot Wall, ending at the Belgian-French border all the way to the North Sea. A gap in the line, a mistake in the defense strategy the Germans just ruthlessly exploited. Like a, like a rabid dog loose on a city street, driven by impulses it doesn't and cannot control, it's highly probable more than one unfortunate victim will, f will suffer from a lethal bite. And then Germany unleashed an offensive out of the Ardennes forest. A passage, a passageway that the French believed was, was impossible to navigate. North of its Maginot line, um, Germ German motorized columns ran 20 miles deep upon French forces at Sedan, which suffered losses to the same degree the Poles had when they were invaded by Nazi Germany nine months previously. And, and then the, with the, the Luftwaffe pulverizing, exposed de defenseless French troop, troops on the ground, French air forces, um, were ineffective and in part destroyed on the ground. And the French army was definitely not of the class of Napoleon's grand army. No, they weren't. And they buckled under, under relentless grinding pressure imposed by unstoppable superior firepower of better prepared, more highly motivated, more deadly Wehrmacht forces. French, French armies under commanders whom, because of and through a lack of training and experience, were ignorant of modern strategies by which they might confront an enemy advancing with speed, mobility, and concentration of firepower. They, they, they simply lost all cohesion and were, were crushed to dust. French General Gamelin, Gamelin a World War I hero, was commander-in-chief of Allied forces. At the time of the invasion by Nazi Germany, he was 68 years old. He looks young only in comparison to Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Dianne Feinstein. Unfamiliar with modern warfare techniques, he refused General Gamelin, he even refused to use radios to communicate with his French and allied commanders. He preferred to rely upon messages that were given, taken, and delivered by messengers on bicycles and motorcycles. 
not only was valuable time um, lost, you know, wasted, the messengers got lost, messengers were killed, and consequently, the the, the non-delivery of messages resulted in confusion and chaos among allied forces. Worse, it signaled, it, it signaled a fatal reliance on systems that were totally antiquated or or functionally extinct, found no, in use nowhere else but in Gamelin's forces. Ger- German forces in the center of its lines penetrated the fraying French lines east of Sedan and angled northwest toward the English Channel coach, threatening to entrap the Allied forces that were pinned down by heavy fighting north in Belgium and east in Belgium and the Netherlands. And those forces would be trapped between the German pincer movements and the English Channel, the sea. This threatened to cut them off from supply lines and the French army to the south. Churchill had flown to France to determine for, for himself personally the, the, you know, what was really going on. What was the nature of events? And only there, while meeting with the French leadership, did he learn that France had no reserves to throw against Nazi Germany. None. Violating a cardinal law of military science, France had deployed all its men against the borders with Germany and the Low Countries, retaining no reserve troops to bring forward should the Germans break through anywhere on those front lines. Anywhere. You know, this same strategic error had doomed Poland, but France learned nothing from the attack, the invasion of Poland. And Churchill later wrote that learning France had absolutely no reserves was the single most astonishing fact that he had learned during the entirety of World War II. Germany thrust through France and nothing was going to and nothing did stop them. There would be no no second miracle on the Marne as there had be had been in World War um, World War One. Seven Panzer divisions cruised toward the English Channel coast north of the Somme, the scene of the famous bloody World War One battles. BEF Belgian and three French armies were now entrapped in a cauldron, a kessel, on May twentieth. The probability of annihilation was far greater than the probability of relief. You know, as sort of as as Harry Chapin once sang, and any place is a better place to be. Well, that was true on May 20th, 1940. Churchill pressed France for options. Gamelin proved unable to compose any he was then replaced, believe it or not, by 73-year-old World War I hero, General Weigand, who took three full days to formulate a relief plan for entrapped Allied armies by a French army from the south. A French army from the south. Oh, my God. Only later was it discovered Weigand's French army in the south existed only in two places. On paper and in the mind, the warped mind of General Weigand. There was no French army. 
It existed nowhere else. Unaware of the ghost army. And unaware a ghost army was was coming or not coming to BEF aid. Churchill, commander-in-chief, ordered BEF commander Lord Gort, you go on the defensive to break the German entrapment, fighting south to join up with a French army. Weigand said was fighting its way north. But remember, there existed no French army fighting its way north. This, this battle plan in toto was really different, differed very little um, in design from from Manstein's 1943 uh, relief efforts to free General Paulus's Sixth Army um, that would be trapped um, and encircled uh, fully in Stalingrad three years later. Except in this case, the French army that Weigand was referring to did not exist. Oh my God. By, by May 24th, Guderian, General Guderian's panzers had captured Abbeville, Boulogne. They surrounded Calais, and they moved as far north as Gravelines, less than 20 miles from Dunkirk. With Belgian positions in the northeast crumbling on May 25th, Lord Gort, the head of the BEF, the chief commander of the BEF, faced the most unenviable task ever confronting a commander in the heat of desperate battle to defy orders of superiors or sacrifice the lives of his, his men in adherence to the orders of the commander and the orders that the commander knows to be suicidal under the circumstances. Gort knew no relief was forthcoming from a French army that didn't exist. And he then made on his own a decision. He gave the order for a fighting retreat to Dunkirk, to Dunkirk, only afterward informing London and Churchill of his decision. In similar, in similar circumstances, if, if a commander was to do this to, to under, under Joseph Stalin, um, uh, the Red, Red Army commander making such a decision would expect summary execution, immediate execution, shot within moments of transmitting to headquarters, you know, word of such insubordination and in the eyes of Stalin, cowardice, absolute cowardice. In Nazified Germany, a commander making um, such a decision would be executed for violating the Hitlerian policy. I give orders, officers obey them. A, a simply furious Winston Churchill could do nothing but organize with minimal notice, minimal notice, an operation to save as many BEF forces as might be possibly evacuated at Dunkirk as a result of Gort's order that the BEF be removed, evacuated back to England in hopes of living to fight another day. Thanks for listening, and we will continue the story in our next episode. Bye-bye. Inside game just yesterday It's made all that I learned 
of a life example Time can't be returned Misguided and all of my own At least that's what I thought I failed to see that I've been She 